Welcome to Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things MCU, and I guess we also talk a little bit of DCU. Uh, You know, look, it's been a long time since a new Marvel thing has come out. I hate to talk about, you know, rumors and news sometimes because uh, a lot of, I would say 50% of the time you have egg on your face. You're talking about some speculative casting and that person is never in an MCU movie or something like that. But and it's, and it's always about Doctor Strange. And it's always about the same thing. <laughs> and then like also sometimes we talk about production issues and I'm like, "Why? Let them let them figure it out, you know?" But we're taking a break from the MCU. Uh we're obviously maybe in like just 2 weeks talking about Moon Knight here soon and we are talking about that DCU, that competition, the they, flip side of the coin as Two-Face would say. Mhm. Uh, we're talking about the new Batman movie, The Batman. It just came out last week and I know probably the intersection of people that watch MCU movies and watch new DC movies is Pretty big, I'm sure. Um, but uh, this is a this is a fantastic movie for Matt Reeves. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it spoiler free initially, and then maybe we'll dive into some light spoiler stuff. If we do, we will give you fair warning. But my name's Manuel. Hey, I'm Andrew. What's up? It's John. And uh, are y'all excited to be on Countdown to Gotham? Mm. What would be the title of a DC pod? What countdown would that be? Huh? Countdown to, huh, huh? Ver- verse, it, I don't know. To, to uh, crisis, countdown to crisis. DC always has crises. Crises, that's true. Crisis. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited. Well, well, I'm gonna read a recap of this movie. I'm gonna start with uh, the first frame and then go to the second frame. We're gonna go frame <laughs> by frame. <laughs> but it's the Batman movie. Super excited. So here. We go. So this is the recap of the movie. Well, before that, are y'all excited? Are you? Do you think that how many Batman movies do you think we can do a year now? How many new Batman movies? Oh do you shit! Think I thought you should like, be watching. Write them. Oh yeah, um, John. Also, how many do you think we can write tonight? We can write. Um, I mean, I guess like we're, we're how many Batman? I think we're only. This is just one year that we're doing nothing but Batman movies. I think. Like, I don't think next year. There's not one scheduled for next year. I hope. Um. So I don't know. We're doing three this year, technically. So oh, oh yeah, a lot of different. I, I don't know. <clears throat> You're right. There is kind of. There's been Batman movies for a really long time. They seem to be very popular. Everyone gets to do that voice, you know. It's true. And they get to wear. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, that that Batman's a crazy character when it comes to like superheroes because he doesn't seem to kind of go out of style like or something like you know it's it's always popular like they're always those movies are always going to make money um even though you've seen it done like loads of times you know like it's it's been done over and over again kind of like spider-man maybe even more so because you have more batman actors than you do spider-man actors but um yeah it's like it's it's this weird anomaly where like i think both fandoms mcu and dc like kind of come together and watch it like it's like uh, just instead of it transcends just like you know just its own little universe thing it kind of it's like an every time there's a new single batman movie there's like a it's like an event movie that everybody needs to watch not just comic book fans either i think a lot of people who are casual movie fans um kind of like really latch on to batman because he's kind of like a very uh i want to say basic but like it's very it is a kind of a 
you know, like a basic superhero that everyone kind of likes. I yeah, guess. super yeah. recognizable, and the mold fits <clears throat> a lot of different kinds of stories. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very interesting because I think you can be a Batman fan and not necessarily be a DC fan. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will only watch the Batman stuff because, to me, like. I'm not tired of Batman, but I am tired of like his, uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn. I feel like that's that's been pushed like super crazy within the last 20 years. Um, and people still love that shit. I mean, the Joker won an Oscar. That's so. true. Yeah. Multiple Jokers have won Oscars. And yeah, that 2008, that, that Dark Knight movie was such a pop culture milestone. Partially, of course, because of the terrible loss of Heath Ledger and how this movie kind of became the engine for honoring him in a really big way, but um, I mean, it forced the Academy to change their rules about movies that got to be nominated for Oscars. And it's kind of crazy how that movie in particular kind of informed a ton of superhero movies outside of Batman too. Like Dark Knight became like the, the beginning of a certain kind of superhero film. Yeah. I think, um, I think we might've said this in our Dark Knight podcast, but this was like the first, superhero movies were being taken seriously i guess that you know that iron man had just hit like a couple of months earlier and i don't think like it was the beginning of the mcu i don't think it was kind of you know they batman begins i guess at the time was okay you know i think a lot of people liked that movie but it didn't it definitely didn't have like that impact that uh dark knight did dark knight was like you know these movies can be something else like they can be I want to say high art. That might be a little weird, but they, you know, their movies that were after that were taken very seriously. Yeah. Like, you know, because not just the box office thing, but the way, you know, the way the acting was going, the way the set pieces were huge, um, huge. Yeah. It was big movie. Yeah. Um, Well, let's, let's talk about the Batman, the newest uh, iteration that just came out last week again. Um, So after two years donning the cowl and cape of the mass vigilante, the Batman, Bruce Wayne, played by Robert Pattinson, encounters dastardly clues left by the Riddler, played by Paul Dano, um, uh, that threatened to un, wait, unravel his personal life and family beliefs and perhaps all of Gotham itself. He's joined by Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant Gordon. Uh, also, Oh, and wait, hold on. I can't read my own writing. A- Andy circus. And also Andy. Yeah. Andy circus as Alfred. And, and then Selena Kyle, AKA Catwoman. Oh, Zoe Kravitz. That's what I wrote here. And a mix of criminals like penguin played by uh, an unrecognizable Colin Farrell and uh, Falcone, played by John Turturro, who is a crime boss. This marks the 14th live-action Batman film, the seventh in the last 20 years. Matt Reeves directs with a script from Peter Craig, and I googled Peter Craig. Peter Craig, who helped write this movie, is Sally Field's son, and he wrote The Town, Bad Boys for Life, Top Gun Maverick. He's a really Mm. big writer for Warner Brothers and Paramount right now, but this movie... Oh boy, we we're not going to talk about too much spoilers, but Drew, what did you think about the Batman? Oh man, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we went to go see. Uh, I saw the Batman with uh, our boy Brent, friend of the pod. Um, o B B B. O R boy Brent. Wait, O B B. O B B. I added another B. That's bitch. True. <laughs> our, our bitch boy Brent. <laughs> I was kidding. Love you, Brent. <laughs> Feel better. Um, yeah, um, so uh, I want to go see it with Brent, and I remember seeing the first 10 minutes of this thing, like the intro sequence and the you know title sequence and stuff like that, and 
immediately after being a huge comic book fan and working at a comic book store and you know this literally being my line of work um i turned to bren and said this is uh, easily the best batman movie like you know emphasis on batman um the best batman movie that's ever been and I, you know, that was from the first 10 minutes um yeah it could have got worse but it didn't so um it was uh yeah i thought it was amazing um i think this is we're gonna start to get to the point where it kind of did uh, get worse sort of like the in a act. sense, uh, uh, in oh, a sense no. like not like in a bad way but like it did wasn't exactly the high of the the first act or the intro wow shots fired uh, well, 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 John, explain John interrupting but, but keep going, me during sorry. during my turn and and <laughs> throwing his two cents in. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I I thought it was a it was really really cool, and I think we're gonna get to the point where now we're gonna start to deviate between the source material fans and the people who just watch it casually, because uh, you know we talked about this a little bit with Marvel, where you have to check out the miniseries. So you have to go and get Disney plus and watch WandaVision and you have to put in that work and watch Falcon winter soldier. You have to watch uh, what if now, because you know, Captain Carter is going to be in uh, in multiverse of madness and stuff like that. So um, I think there's a lot of, you know, stuff like the Eternals, which people aren't taking too well towards it's, it's doing better now that it's on Disney plus and it's, it's more accessible. But again, we're covering these topics that, um, are going to ultimately kind of uh, put a fork in the road for people. It's like, oh, this, is, this isn't going to be for me anymore. Yeah, it's cool. And so I think the Batman kind of um, lies there where if you're a fan of the source material, you're going to love this because it's him at his core in every book that he's in um, for the most part. And it's uh, it, it reminds you of all of his classic titles. And I, I remember just kind of watching it and uh, thinking that, Man, like, like thinking, I, I, wondering how they, they were able to, to put it all on screen, um, and you know, rip it off the page and things like that. But, um, every single part of production was was amazing. Where you could tell Matt Reeves did his homework. He gave everybody else their homework to do, and, um, they had the the right inspirations, and they had the ma- you know, the the costume design, set design was amazing. Makeups was on par. Cinematography is probably the best looking Batman, um, um, ever. Uh, yeah, they and, used the uh, they used Baby Yoda's home. The volume. the volume and then yeah and you can't even tell um but yeah it, it's it's like being in the the batman the animated series um in a sense of of being able to kind of uh world build and uh give you this vibe for the whole movie but um and then of course the the the, the acting and the supporting cast and you know kudos to matt reeves brent said uh told us a hot take where he he says that he thinks matt reeves is a better director than, than chris nolan which i can see an argument for um, but it, it is, uh, I think he's one of the, the few underrated directors that we have in, in, uh, in, uh, Hollywood where it's like, man, like you should be doing so much more things. And I'm glad that he's taking the, the reins, of, uh, 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 you know, of some of this DC universe with James Gunn, because that sounds uh, like you're going to get a bunch of amazing content pretty soon. Uh, if, if those two are involved, uh, the way they are right now, but I'm really, uh, yeah, excited just to see it do very well. So that way we can get, you know, sequels and the spinoffs and all that good stuff. Because now there's a whole different avenue where they can release stuff and you need content for it, which is HBO Max. And, um, yeah, again, it, it's just a, it, this literally feels like a year one title where it's like, oh, man, like there's so much more that we can um, cover. And uh, now that it's laid down the groundwork for all that um, stuff that we saw. Yeah, great point about Matt Reeves. It's insane how we overlook the <laughs> the success that the Planet of the Apes reboot was. Yeah. Maybe one of the best reboots 
ever, <laughs> at least in modern times. Uh, and then total snubbed. Like I, those movies ha- should have won all three of those visual effects Oscars that year because the stuff that was going on there in in that Planet of the Apes movie is is wild. But yeah, Mary was really really talented guy. John, what do you think about the Batman? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um... I was also like in shock at some of the stuff that they put on screen, which you just, you know, like I think the opening drew kind of summarized it where the opening was just insane where you kind of get the, uh, you know, the shadows. Um, I mean, that's not really a big spoiler I mean, because Batman is in the dark, Ooh, but like, you know, John, you kind of a uh, spoiler. You spoiled the use of shadows in the film. <laughs> it's in the trailer. <laughs> You're like, there's more sun. Excuse me. My bad. It all takes place during the day. Nope. Nope. Not going to watch it now. Too dark. Anyway. Um, Literally, it was kind of one of those things where, like, yeah, like it's just like, wow, and you, uh, again, like it's almost you can't really believe what you're seeing in a way, and the fact that they kind of nailed down the tone that a lot of the Batman f- films in the past have been missing um, is kind of incredible. I mean, the fact that, like, uh, you know, without like spoiling a whole too much of it, it I think like where what. Um, I was saying earlier in the text message, I think we were we were all texting about this when we when we watched it. We were sexting, yes. About this. <clears throat> yeah, we were sexting about this. Um, we uh, I had said that like this movie, the other movies like Nolan minus Batman Begins, like I think Nolan and even Snyder to a degree kind of seem like they try to do. It. I got the sense maybe they're not doing this, but I got the sense that they're trying to kind of be a little bit better than the material, or like you know avoid some of the more, I guess, fantastical elements of it. Um, which in turn kind of makes it a different movie. I guess like, you know, Dark Knight is very different from Batman Begins. Batman Begins does feel like a Batman movie, but Dark Knight does feel like a crime drama with a person in a superhero and a clown, or in a superhero suit and a clown. So um, they feel really different. They don't really feel like something's always been off about those movies. Like in Dark Knight Rises, it's the same thing. Um, <clears throat> BBS and it's not, BBS and Justice League are also their own things, which f- feel really different. And, I still think that Snyder wanted to add realism to those because Batman ends up killing, you know, and to Snyder, like, you know, people who have that much power are going to kill some people, I guess. Um, but Reeves and <clears throat> and his crew really nail down the tone of like a Batman like comic, in my opinion. Like, it's just really cool. Uh, to me, it was uh, watching like an episode of the animated series, how everything is kind of. It would very serious and grimy and dark like especially gotham city it doesn't seem like they it's a wonder it's a wonder that gotham city didn't flood earlier because it always seems like it's raining (laughs) at that place um but like they uh i don't know like just the whole atmosphere of it i I feel like i need to see it again to like really soak in the what like what i'm actually just trying to say but like the atmosphere of it and then the you know the broodiness of it the performance especially the performance without getting into specifics like really kind of drove this whole thing home like i think it's like probably the most batman uh, give or take a few things that are kind of like obviously changed to make it suitable for film like uh in terms of like some character specifics uh this really does feel like a very standalone like batman story um i know it's it's inspired a lot off of the long halloween and year one and stuff but it was it was great. I loved it. Um, I saw it with my girlfriend, and she also uh, was like, you know, blown away by it, and it was pretty awesome. 
Yeah, this movie, I think, you know, I, 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 uh, I read somewhere that Matt Reeves, when he pitched the movie, had no specifics, no real, you know, story arc or anything, but um, came in just talking about the fact that he wanted to make Bruce Wayne and Batman empathetic, no matter what powers they had or what that journey would be, because that's what he has done for most of his characters. And um, it's weird to say, because, you know, obviously... Batman is a well-known character, but there is a lot of arm's distance going on with the audience because we're not billionaires. <laughs> we're not rich. Yeah, yeah. We don't know anything about Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> so, you know, we appreciate him, but we definitely aren't that connected to him. Um, and in this movie, there's something really accessible about the Batman and his version. Um, this isn't a huge spoiler, but everything he does, his gadgets, the stuff he's using are absolutely attainable <laughs> in in uh and I know that's like grounded and real but you can do it on a level of the dark knight where he also runs a defense company that has a tumbler you know batmobile and also he has morgan freeman helping him out but this so much of this movie is accessible and then it's married with just kind of the style of making gotham somewhat claustrophobic and it's really weird cuz it's a huge city but we see so much from Batman's point of view more than any other movie. And I don't mm-hmm. mean literally, although that does happen, there's a lot of Hitchcock voyeur shots in this movie, but everything is about what Batman is experiencing at, at that moment. And that's something that is new, I think for all Batman films. And you, you, even if it's some kind of subconscious in the big chase sequences and the dramatic moments with specific characters, it's incredibly personal. And it's incredibly, I would say, like focused on him as a person. And then the story is, I mean, you already talked about how it is a kind of a detective story. And it's akin to like all the president's men, Chinatown, Seven, Noir, but also the thing that pulls in the person investigating the crime when it switches to be something that's actually important to them. You know, like yeah. you're your objective and then suddenly oh shit it's about me and i think that's what's really really special about this movie this is not an objective movie this is a totally 100% subjective batman centric movie and i, I think it's like, really really cool yeah that's really cool too that you mentioned that that cuz you're it almost like you know in the even in the dark knight it doesn't seem like batman is the main character in that movie um it almost seems like he gets overshadowed by his villains in the nolan movies um I want to say, I mean, maybe not so much in Begins, but definitely in Dark Knight and in Rises, you know, they're kind of plays, you know, they kind of take the spotlight away from him, really. Um, and this one, yeah, this this is very different because it's just basically all on him, which is very, very, very refreshing. And it's like, it's cool because you've never, like, again, you've never seen that before. Everything is like from his POV. Um, I think you got a little bit of that in like the intro of BVS, I want to say. But I mean, and then it kind of like even then, like you—that's a movie that deals with Superman also, yeah. You know, and then other stuff, Wonder Woman. So like, it's really nice and refreshing to have like a just a very centric where the story is literally all about him. Like, and and, and I, you know, and, it's cool. And I will say that there are, and, and you know, I brought up Seven and stuff like that. It's it's a big, I think, win for anyone who's writing this story that you're like two and a half hours into the movie. And you still aren't sure where it's going to go. And that's good. Like that, that level of suspense and even there's without getting to spoil, there's a part in this movie where you're like, okay, this movie's done. It's wrapped up like, cool. You know, it's fine. 
but it's it's not over. And that I think is what's really nice is the fact that unless you're playing on like the level of the Riddler, um, which Batman, you know, is 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 trying to be at um like there's you never really know what's gonna happen and i think that's kind of where a lot of the the fear and stuff is um at least for for everyone in gotham yeah i like as you mentioned uh seven and i guess zodiac is also like very <clears throat> prominent in this movie and, too. and i don't and chinatown is he said his biggest inspiration but i don't want to ruin chinatown Chinatown, you can totally tell. I think it's the way the city looks. Like the city has never been this unique before. Maybe in the Burton movies, where you kind of see it, like it's big. It's big as hell. In well, it's big, movies. and also just the way it looks, like, is very different. Because I think when yeah. we get to the cities in the Nolan movies, and I know we keep comparing Nolan movies to this, but it's only because that trilogy is it's really recent. Good. Yeah, but it's also really good too. Um, but you know, like the city and Nolan's movies are like, I think it just, it's Chicago at some point. And then, yeah. and then, then it becomes Toronto. Yeah. And then Pittsburgh, I think and rises or something. So like you, this city looks like it's something very, very different. Like it's a, it's, it's it looks basically like, you know, like a it, made up city, which is pretty it's, cool. It's its own character. Like, yeah. Cause you're right in Nolan's, he doesn't really put that much thought into that side of, of it all. So it just, it feels like a generic city. And um, that's what I like. You know, I know people, like John said, people keep comparing these two, um, specific ones and they keep putting these two specifically head to head because everyone's debating on which one is the best but there, i think there are you know good arguments for both in different aspects but one of the the parts that i think is really really cool is people keep asking which one is the better batman and i think that goes to pattinson because he um he's a bat he's batman 100 percent of the time if that makes sense where like in the nolan movies it's bruce wayne dressing up as batman and then he even finds a way to quit to become bruce wayne full-time this is the real Batman where it's like, no, I'm Batman hundred percent of the time when I, when it's the day I'm asleep or I'm doing research or, you know, I'm getting ready to go out as Batman at night. So I think it's really, really cool because uh, that's one of the things that I think, you know, Batman in the comics, he sleeps for like 40 minutes and then he goes and he's Batman yeah. the rest of the time. Yeah. He's so, tired. Um, I know people were like, no, this, that's the weak spot here. Like his Bruce Wayne sucked or his Bruce Wayne was absent. And I think it's very much on purpose because Again, it's Batman putting on the costume of Bruce Wayne rather than the vice versa that we usually get. And it's 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 part of why Reeves cast Robert Pattinson after watching the Safdie movie Good Time. Um, Pattinson has that sense that he's always just trying to... His character can be incredibly empathetic, but also incredibly obsessive and frantic and trying to survive. And his Jacking Batman, off to a, to a mermaid wooden <laughs> doll in the lighthouse. But this Batman is driven by such a personal code. Not even code. I mean, he it's not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Vengeance. Like, it is the... It interrogates his belief system in this movie, which is truly, like, vengeance. Like, it, forget the origin story. Like, he's two years into this. Uh, and... He he's he's almost lost his mind, you know. You know in, yeah, he's almost like down or it's like a downward spiral into like this violent side that he has. Yeah. Like you can tell it's apolitical I'm, almost. Like it's just mm -hmm. here's, you know, I'm gonna try to fix this myself. Again, you can see this in the trailer when he gets shot and stuff, he's walking into gunfire. Like that it's almost like, yeah. you know, it's suicidal Isn't in he, a way. Like he's just kind I, of like yeah, walking into it and it's just like that's a very unhealthy like obsession that he has like just being batman so yeah. like i do like that i don't think that's that was explored a little bit in in some previous movies but like this not to the extent it's, it's explored here 
And I will say this. So that's what we thought about spoiler free. As of right now, spoiler ish. <laughs> okay. Spoiler ish. So turn it off if you haven't seen it. But I I can't this is I but it's sort of a lot of this stuff also kind of subverts it. And Reeves talks about how vengeance, you know, there's the fear in the shadows. He knows people go into a Batman movie to see Batman fight and do badass stuff. So he starts the movie that way. And then he sort of does, and I don't know if people are going to like this. He sort of last Jedi's it. He mm-hmm. flips it completely to be like that version of Batman that you like, the one who just wants vengeance and you want him to kill everyone all the time. His He's the wrong Batman. <laughs> does that make sense? Like he is going to become a different kind of person because if he keeps going down this path, he'll be the the Riddler. He'll be like something. He'll be like the you'll person. be Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, he he. Who, he I mean, because the Riddler is an or like it is the mirror opposite of Bruce Wayne, and it in a way it's it's subversive in a good way. And I don't know why people aren't like going. Everyone loves it, which I'm like cool. But this is why it's so special. And of course, there's the imagery. There's the scene with the torch, you know, walking, leading the people out with a light, seeing him on TV, rescuing people. Um, but it's a it's it's a pretty damn hopeful ending. Um, and and it's no almost ended, that, that he changes from vengeance to hope. Like that's the yeah. thing. And you're like, holy shit, this motherfucker Superman. <laughs> he pulls. He 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 gets pulled out of his depression in a really interesting way. And there is the low point that that. I mean, it doesn't get any lower than saying, oh, the whole reason you're doing all of this, the vengeance that you seek, well, it's actually wrong because your dad made some pretty, you know, your family isn't really anything to hold up on a pedestal. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, that part I think was was interesting. It happens very quickly. Like I, I felt, so, I, I almost laughed out loud when the second Alfred woke up, he's sitting there and then he's like, you lied to me. And I'm like, what a way to get out of a coma. <laughs> like just to be like, Oh shit, yeah, I'm alive. Exactly. When you, these guys you, this, you also see that in, in Andy Serkis's performance, which like, he's like super happy to see him. Yeah. And then he brings up this thing and he's like, Oh shit. Like I'm in trouble. <laughs> hey, sorry, man. Damn. I just woke up. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that's, that next actually, time you take the bomb. He's like, yeah, I, I wish I would have died right there. <laughs> I know. He's like, just unplugs the cord. He's like, fuck it. Um, <laughs> but I think there's also kind of a, even that moment is one of the things I really liked about, the movie is in Reeves story craft. He almost messes with the temporal stuff too. Once he finds out that he's the next target, you know, the whole phone call thing. And you know, that whole section is so cinematic that I was like, man, this is cool. And then it almost makes you not trust some of the stuff that happens later. Like the moment when those Mm -hmm. bombs are exploding around Gotham, I was like, wait, is this happening? Or is this like, you know, not, but it's part of why he broke the rule in the Alfred scene is to make you feel the chaos of the last one of the, of the Riddler uh, doing his thing. I think that's what makes this movie so different and so cool is that so many, I mean, obviously Batman's been around for 80 years and this one, this movie has more to prove. Drew, are you any- saying public domain? We can make a Batman movie now. <laughs> <laughs> I said, uh, ob- this movie has more to prove because it's the last one coming out and because there's so many good ones before it yeah. and that's animated, that's books that, you know, that's, that's movies, um, whatever. And so I think it's really uh, cool here because he, Obviously, you know, there, there's a lot of lore here and he's not scared to kind of flip some of it on its head where there's three specific ones that are kind of like shocking where it's like, hey, your dad, you know, built the foundation of of, of this, uh, what he built, you know, what he built on a lie. And um, uh, your mom isn't who you think she is or it's She's like, oh, man. wild. Well, and, you know, and, and that that affects a lot of his lore, too, because, you know, Kate Kane 
or um, uh, that that's her name, right? Batwoman. Like she's from that yeah. side of the family, and now that part of the fa- part of the family doesn't exist. They're Arkham's now. Yeah. And so, um, is it going to be Kate Arkham or what? You know. And then there's also the the the, the crazy uh, Falcone uh, thing with Catwoman with yeah, the, the yeah, ties. Big twist. But I, I think it's really really cool that he's not scared to kind of flip it on its head or you know um, evolve it as it goes because that's what's going to keep this character feeling fresh. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what's what is really special about the movie is Reeves leans into all of like the cinematic tools possible, including, you know, visually, of course, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of like uh, subversion that happens in this movie constantly that almost <clears throat> interrogates who the Batman is. And I think that's really cool because I think it happens a lot in comic books all the time that Batman I mean, is, yeah you know, has, has some kind of not just question morality, but of, of like purpose, Paul Dano, uh, his, his Riddler has a purpose that he thinks. So does Catwoman. And in the, during the movie, it it changes for everyone. And I think that's really the success of a movie, not just having characters to have them because obviously Catwoman, it would be fantastic in any movie that you probably put her in or the Riddler, like just having Catwoman with Halle Berry. nine lives um but what but you know like i i think it's partially just finding a way to connect everyone including the penguin uh into like the story where there is a change in their character instead of them just popping in to do one thing and then dipping you know so it's it's, like like a certain character well it just feels really meaningful i guess in a really fun way but yeah any other big scarecrow in the dark knight in the dark knight rises Hey, you're talking about the judge of New New Gotham? He's my judge. <clears throat> Any other like big things? I know, so we're going to do a big long episode, I'm sure of this, after second or third or fourth rewatches. Viewings, yeah. But any other big kind of takeaways? We're in the spoiler zone, so. I um I don't know. It's 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 hard to kind of like choose one thing cuz like everything is like really great. Like it's yeah, it's the, a ri- it's a 3-hour damn movie. Yeah, that's the, full it's rich as hell. I think like when I was doing my first impressions at the beginning, I didn't even comment on the detective part of it, but the de- detective part of it is the entire movie and that's like really cool. You never really get that from again, I keep saying like you don't get that from the other ones, but you really don't. So that's what makes it so unique here. Um I don't know. I think it's polarizing. I don't know. I, I'm not, it's not a whole lot of like, I don't think like, you know, the, the praise that it's getting, I don't think it's like super duper enthusiastic. Like it's not like um, some people are praising it so well. And then some other people are being like, it's fine. And then some people are kind of not digging it. Um, and commenting on, I mean, everyone's going to like different in the age of the internet now. And it's in a, we're in a post Snyder post Spider-Man world. It's true. So, like, um, you know, everything's going to be kind of a little different. Um, I do want to say that, like, it is a little bit of a weird choice that this movie is definitely not for kids. Not that Batman needs to be for kids, but most of it, you know, I don't think, a, you know, a, a young person would probably find, I, who knows, but, like, I don't think they'll find, like, a three-hour slow yeah. burn of a movie fun. They're going to um, find the Riddler terrifying or they're yeah. going to see like Catwoman and they'll be like, where is she working? Yeah. It's so like it's, borderline, not even an action movie. They like say it's the, the pretty, they say the, 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 fu- their, their one fuck that they get, they say it within the first five, 10 minutes. Fuck bomb. They're like, not, not for hey, kids. I wish there was more fuck in this movie, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a, Penguin. it is differently. Yeah. Like it, that's, that's just kind of like a weird, like choice for me, in my opinion. I'm not sure. I just think that that's something that's probably not going to, if 
I'm hoping it has legs, like, you know, next weekend or something like that. Um, but that might be a factor in stuff like kind of, cause you know, you saw that drop in BVS and stuff because you know, you watch the movie, you're like, Oh shit. Like this is, <laughs> this is pretty dark. And this is, I think darker than that. So like, uh, I mean, it's not like dark, like as in Batman's not mowing down people with a machine gun anymore, but like, you know, but it's still dark in other ways. And, and yeah, like you're right. There is no, there is not a whole lot of action in this to the point where like the, other than the Batmobile scene, which I think is great. Um, like the that ending be, to me. Yeah, that might be why you didn't like the ending as much because there was <clears> no <throat> action. And so when there was action, it felt weird. Yeah. It is. Well, it was kind of, kind of popcorn the, shit. The action, the action it, was, um, I did say like that the action came out of almost nowhere. Like it, it seemed like an ob- obligatory thing to do. I think, well, I'll probably appreciate it more on a second. It, and it, it is intentional. I think that Reeves said that it is kind of the idea that we're only seeing Batman have these. That that's his tool for getting stuff done, and the tool becomes less and less effective as the movie goes on. Like you can't just punch your way out of everything. Yeah, and, yeah, well, and that's what's really cool. Like because he is ultimately human, um, and so like it would make sense that his tactics are, you know, and th- there's a the, that rule of three thing where like he's trying to get into the iceberg lounge, and the first time he's Batman and they close the door on him and he beats his his way in. The second time he's Bruce Wayne, they let him straight in, yeah. and the third time it's kind of like a mix of both where he sneaks in. Yeah. And so you're like, oh man, like this is cool because this is a way, like it shows you how easily he can get things done as his different personas and how effective each of them are in their own ways. Yeah. And I think so much of him is that where it's theatricality. He's using these these gadgets to kind of, you know, um, essentially terrify people where like, you know, it just makes them paranoid. And uh, yeah, as, as it gets further and further, um, you realize that like, like, oh man, like I have to do this right now. You know, I, I have to start fighting people or else people, you know. Um, yeah, because it becomes less effective. And I guess to John, to your credit for kids, I mean, I think they honestly may just have a hard time following it more than because I mean, I, I mean, we were like younger when we watched the Dark Knight movies and I don't know what the fuck was happening half the time and I was loving it. But yeah. this one is really relies on you being able to read um, and then also to being able to like follow, follow like the, along the, with and, the steps. Yeah. And it's and it's and it's made because it is almost completely Batman's point of view, nothing is spoon-fed, which I actually appreciate. There's no, there are no, I mean, there's archival footage, which is sometimes, you know, you roll your eyes at, but there's no flashbacks in this, like where it's, and I thank God every day we don't see another murder in front of that damn theater that we've seen over and over again for all of these Batman movies. Yeah, you're going to have to testify at this point. We're I know, good golly. But it is it is a lot of um, information, I will say. And and, and there is a moment, the, I talked about when Alfred woke up from his his uh, coma, all of that happens fairly quickly. The rev- the. Uh, uh, Riddler telling him about his parents, him finding out about his parents, and then reconciling with, with Alfred happens faster than anything else in the movie. Yeah, because <laughs> um, everything else is kind of you know you're you're it's mealing stuff out. You're figuring out a little bit here who is this, where is this thing, um, and that the, the emotional core part happens like quickly. So yeah. Oh, like, everything you love is sucks. You know, is it real? And then just, yeah, everything's okay now. I just think that like the pacing because of the slow burn of it, which I'm not, I loved, but I just think like it, that might rub some other people the wrong way. And I do want to say that the movie did feel long. Usually when you can feel a movie that's like long or not. And this one did feel long, but I loved every second of it, I guess. I don't know why I said that. Like if it was some sort of negative, but some people, when they feel the length of a movie, that's usually like yeah. a, 
like well, a red flag to people, I guess. Like it's it's and a lot of it is the ending, like because there are multiple in this, but intentional again because there's another plan that you didn't even know about that the Riddler was, you know, yeah, hatching. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would feel because even subconsciously, you see, you know, the Riddler drinking in a diner and they get him. You're probably thinking, cool, you know, the credits <laughs> are coming up soon, instead yeah. of another thirty another to forty act. minutes, yeah, yeah of frankly political like uh you know relevant stuff but hey let's go around the horn again we're not going to talk too much about batman even though we've gone on for almost 40 minutes but we are going to have <laughs> a full-on spoiler full review complete with a game other stuff that we didn't talk about um yeah. so make sure to tune in to that in the near future but we've come future. to the end of this one if you listen to this so far you've seen batman so you know how great it is so yeah, what what are we going to tell you to watch it? You've already seen it. Watch it again, I guess. Right? Watch it multiple yeah. times. Get get some of. Th- There's no MCU thing. I'll go watch this. Yeah, go watch this. Um, but uh, Drew, what do you have to plug? Um, not much. Um, stay safe. Um, with all the pandemic restrictions lifting, stay on your guard. Um, get boosted if you're not. It's a little late for that, but yeah, do it if you haven't. Um, it's all FDA approved now. Nothing to worry about anymore with the temporary uh, FDA, whatever the emergency um, uh, approval or whatever. But yeah, and then also check out uh, the Dirt Sheet Radio uh, with my buddy John. If you like that stuff, uh, professional wrestling and and things like that, the the business is booming, as they say. And then check out um, the Countdown Strikes Back, which uh, we're more heavily, I'm more heavily featured on. Uh, I love Star Wars for por vida, um, but uh, yeah, and so. I'm going to leave some plugs for John. John, what do you have to plug? I almost forgot what podcast this was. I thought like I was about to plug Countdown to Infinity, but that's this podcast. Yeah, let's um, into it. Where we, where we talk about mostly Marvel shit, but in this case, we're doing Batman. Um, so I'm going to p- plug a Revenge of the Sequel where you can find other Batman shit on there. We do Batman a lot on that podcast, actually. So there's past episodes of other Batman that we talk about. Um, I think we're going to have a James Bond-centric uh, season pretty soon. I don't know when we're recording that since it's we're all very, very busy people. But we hope to record that one in person to kind of have the dynamic that Revenge of the Sequel has. Um, that will be The coming. sexual chemistry. We got yeah, yeah. The, the tension. The sexual mm. tension and chemistry that we all have in person. Will I, be... People don't know this, but whenever Andrew and I are in the same room... We talk just as close as Catwoman and Batman talk to each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We're on that pose where he's like trying to like holding her mouth, mm-hmm. where he's we're, trying yeah. to keep her quiet. I'm I'm passed out, and Drew kisses me. Um, and then also after I got shot, she does do shotgun. We're, we uh, whenever it's sunset, I think it's sunset. We stand on the roof and we just get just real real gaze. close. Yeah. yeah, we get real close to kissing often. Um. So yeah, Revenge of the Sequel. <laughs> From all of that, Revenge of the Sequel was a. Uh, cool podcast um, and uh, listen to director showdown where Brent and Adam talk about uh, cinema. I think they're still in, um, I think they're Zach still in Snyder versus Michael Bay. I, yeah. I promise you they're going to finish it. Brent gave us his word. BVS mm. by Bay versus Snyder. So yeah. Um, listen to that. That's some good stuff there. Um, and I think that might be it for my plugs. Well, thank you so much for listening to this. We'll be back with Marvel next week. And then the week after that, we're talking Moon Knight, episode one, 
will be out there. And then after Moon Knight is Doctor Strange. Boom. Oh my gosh. We're just rolling. Yeah. We've got so much happening. And I mean, it feels like it's late in the year just because WandaVision and Falcon had come out already at this time, but no stops. The breaks, the breaks have been removed from the uh, boat schedule. Do you know that Batman hits like HBO Max on April 19th? That's crazy. Tiny windows, small windows. All right, bye everyone. Tiny windows.